Hello, Pilgrims. It's Wednesday, February 7th of 2024, and we are coming to you from Santiago de Compostela and all along the Camino routes. I'm Lee Brennan, and Johnny Walker will join us shortly. As pilgrims, what and where we eat becomes a big part of our Camino, doesn't it? And we were curious to see what do pilgrims enjoy eating the most while walking? We did a little survey, and wow, over... Well, in just a few hours, we had over 100 responses. Surprisingly, though, not many items were repeated. We expected tortilla to win, but our favorites are as widespread as the number of countries we come from and the various routes we walk. Are you ready to find out the winner? Well, hold on. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. But first off, we have Johnny Walker. Johnny, what do you have for us this week? Hello, Lee. Hello, everyone. This is John in Santiago, in a very sunny Santiago today. Still a wee bit chilly in the morning and in the evenings, but there's nothing quite like, look behind me, the cathedral bathed in sunlight, the Plata Obradoiro bathed in sunlight, and I've decided to go for a wee walk. Come with me. I went right along the, the, the Rua Franco off the Plata Obradoiro to the Porta Fasheira, or the Portuguese Camino, the route from Port Portugal enters the city. I walked along past the two Marias, kept on going through the gardens, and I came to the Mirador of the Alameda, which looks over. The University of Santiago is split into two, two campuses. There's the medieval campus in the old town around the cathedral, and then this modern campus, not so modern now, but the southern campus, which stretches out before us. Well worth walking around there. I'll take you there one day. The pilgrims are still arriving in Santiago, and of course, in the last week, 529 pilgrims have arrived. And, you know, that means since the 1st of January this year, 2,601 pilgrims have arrived. Now, the question is, are numbers going up? Are they going down? Are they staying the same? Well, in the same period, um, 1st of January to the 5th of uh, February, 2023, 2,415 Compostela's were issued. So already we're 200 Compostelas ahead uh, based on last year. So we'll see whether that trend continues and we'll be monitoring this as the year goes ahead. But at this time of the year, as we said last week, we're all preparing for our pilgrimages, our Caminos, and I'm thinking of going uh, on a Camino at the beginning of September, beginning to think about that. And it's always exciting when you're preparing. But spare a thought for another lot of pilgrims who are going to travel by sea now, as you know, pilgrims in the Middle Ages from England and Scotland, Wales, the, the, the Scandinavian countries, Ireland, had to come by boat to, to venerate the tomb of St. James. And they got a boat from wherever they were embarking from and sailed to Acarunia. And three pilgrims, um, Simon Jenkins, Ned Spencer, Peter Hoare, experienced pilgrims, decided that they would try to reenact this and make this available to other pilgrims. So they've chartered a boat, the Morgenstern, which is a tall ship, which has sailed to Acarunia before, and 36 pilgrims have signed up to be trainee sailors um, on, the, on the journey, which is going to take a week uh, from the 8th of June to arrive in Carunia, and they will be reuniting um, the, the pilgrimages of, of old. Many of them will walk the Pilgrim's Way, which runs from Padstow in the north of Cornwall to Fowey in the south of Cornwall, which is the end of the same way. Then they'll get on the boat and the boat will sail down the Fowey estuary. It'll cross the English Channel, the Bay of Biscay, hope it's not too rough for them, and eventually arrive 
in Coruña. It's a very exciting journey and we'll be tracking the preparations, the mounting excitement, and we'll be hearing much more of the sailors on the journey as time goes past. But I have to tell you, I suffer easily from seasickness, so I will be walking the route from Coruña to prepare some walking notes for these sailors when they arrive, and I'll tell you more about that later. That's all for this week, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. One food item, though, that was mentioned more often than any other, and drum roll, that was pulpo. And here's what Brad Thomas Batten wrote about Polpo answering our survey in the Camino Cafe podcast group. Well, it has to be my first Polpo experience on the French Way in Melide. This is back in 1989 when Melide was a touch quieter than it is now. The Polparia we went into is still present now, but has been modernized. It's on the main drag just across the street from San Roque. Back in 89, the place looked like a large warehouse on the inside. Benches and tables were scattered up and down the sidewalks. A concrete floor, I believe. The place was packed with pilgrims and locals at lunch. The popa was cooked and prepared in large pots on the roadside outside. You'd line up there and you'd see the octopi cooking away on medium heat, bubbling in water. A couple of women would serve you up plopping the popo on wooden plates, cutting it into pieces and softly drizzling the serving in olive oil, sea salt and paprika. Then you'd head inside, find a table full of pilgrims and let the celebration begin. Side dishes of salad and potatoes sliced at a half an inch or so would follow and a jug of wine and small glasses. It's an acquired taste popo, but the atmosphere relieves any trepidation and that first bite rounds into the mouth and brings about a smile. Well, responses proved over and over again our theory that hunger and tiredness may be some of the best ingredients. I loved Matt Norris's response in the Camino Pilgrim International Discussion Group when he said, the pilgrim's meal with a steak and fries and Tarta de Santiago was my go-to choice. But the day I climbed the Pyrenees, I got two boiled eggs and a can of Coke from the food truck up on the top. And that might have been the best meal I ever had up until that point. Dave Pitts's response really cracked me up because it felt so true. He said in the Camino de Santiago All Routes group, oh my, everything was my favorite. Cafe con leche by the gallons, fresh squeezed orange juice from those neat machines, the tortillas. I ate well and still managed to lose 20 pounds. Burning north of 5,000 calories a day is great for the appetite. And what the heck, two hours into the next day, the calories you consumed, they were history. <laughs> I just loved all the responses. There were too many for us to list and read them all. Check out the Facebook groups if you want to read through them. There are so many great food recommendations and restaurant recommendations. Links are wherever you are watching this. I caught up with Lindsay Tachinay. He's on the Via de la Plata. Here's just a little bit of an excerpt from our chat yesterday. I'm on day 29 from out of Sevilla, and it's about 630 kilometers. Gives me about 370 to go before Santiago. The second time on the Via de la Plata, I walked it last year uh, for the first time and I started at the end of February, whereas this time I've started beginning of January. This last time I walked, there were more pilgrims because it was a better season. It meant that I, I always had company. Now for the last week, I've been the only person in each of the albergues I've stayed at. So I feel like a bit of a king. Just really enjoyed it because I could do whatever I wanted. The only thing is that if I left any rubbish, it was obviously me that left it. You can't avoid walking over 30 kilometres. 
I'm a person that likes to work 20 kilometers or under. And there's some days you just, there's just no services in between. Morning, I couldn't even get a coffee in town and I had to wait 15 kilometers before I could get to a bar to have my morning coffee. So I'm learning Spanish through Duolingo. And so one of the things about the Via de la Plata is hospitality people speak any English. So it's forcing me to actually start to ask simple questions and interpret the answers. So as I go along, I'm getting more confidence. Last year, I had a company that translated for me, so I didn't need to do that. Very easy for me now to go into bars, go into what appears to be full bars. I was once a bit intimidated by old Spanish men. You walk into a bar and all the all the heads turn and watch you come in. Now I just smile at them and 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 um, realize that I'm just part of the whole culture. So it's actually it, that part's very empowering. I don't feel like an oddball anymore. Next up is birthday boy Rocco Rossi. He celebrated his birthday this week on the Via de la Plata. Just made it to the historical center of uh, Cáceres. What an extraordinary place. Just listen to the Spanish guitar. And slow your breathing. Totally in my happy place. My goodness gracious, the theater here in Merida is absolutely spectacular. Highly recommend a visit as you're walking the Ruta de la Plata. From all the team here, especially Johnny and myself, may we say thank you for watching and pilgrims, we'll see you in Santiago.